This is home, love. Home. Place of residence. Social unit formed by a family living together. Yes. We are a family, love. Chair. To sit in. Sit. Good. Painting. Painting. Colors produced on a surface by applying a pigment. Yes. I will teach you to recognize the artistry in paintings. Soft. Yes. Very good, Lal. You have correctly processed the sense of touch. There are many fascinating experiences I wish to share with you. Painting. No. That is a flower, Lal. Inhale. Smell. Yes. Show me more, Father. Hello and welcome to Snap Trek, the Star Trek podcast where we compare two episodes of the universe's premier science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I am one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I am joined by Jen Tift. Hello, Jen. Hey, Ross. What's going on today? <laughs> well, I'm pretty pleased with myself for selecting these episodes for Snap Trek, given that they are so relevant. They that's, are very that's relevant. How I'm feeling today? Very smug. Yes, and I, you should be smug. I want it on record for everybody that Ross came up with this comparison before the first episode of Picard came out, and it just so happened to perfectly align with this storyline we're currently seeing in the current Star Trek show that's on. So I could just feel it in my positronic matrix. I just knew it was all happening. <laughs> knew I knew it. it. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We discussed two episodes of Star Trek, but we may touch on any episode up to Picard Episode 3. And I think we might just be doing a little of that. Oh, it might be relevant today. Yeah, Quite possibly. <laughs> Very unusual. I don't think I know this game. What's it called? Chula. What are the rules? We compare the episodes using a variety of categories, and for each category we select a scene, or character, or idea, or prop, which we think is great, and we award a point to the answer which we think is the best. Aggressive. Adversarial. Competition. For fun. Snaptrack is a competition where we award points, but it is played just for the fun of it. No prizes or trophies. The real aim is to have a great conversation about Star Trek, and perhaps look at the episodes in a new way. The prize is the friends we made along the way. That's it. That's it. I, I, I always say it in my mind. But I've never said it out loud. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, okay. If you would like to get in touch with us and send us your Star Trek poetry, your idea for episode comparisons, or your category ideas, the best way to do that is via Twitter at SnapTrack. You can get in touch with me at strtrk1701, also on Twitter. And Jen? And you can also get a hold of me on Twitter. I'm at edatquarks. Perfect. Well, let's get down to this episode of Snaptrack. Let's do it. 
In this episode of SnapTrack, we are visited by representatives of the Daystrom Institute as we discuss episodes which find our favourite Android crew member data confronting challenges to the liberty of synthetic humanoids on the basis that they are merely machines. Wow. That was a mouthful. Heavy. Yeah, it was heavy, wasn't it? It's a hev- they're heavy episodes though, aren't they? They are heavy. They're also some of the best episodes Star Trek has to offer. So good. I was lucky enough to watch TNG, Season 2, Episode 9, Measure of a Man. And Jen, what did you watch? All right. Well, I, I went to Season 3 of TNG, Episode 16, The Offspring. These are so perfectly together. They form such a wonderful story about one aspect of Data's life. I'm so pleased they seem to be shockingly relevant to the Picard plotline that's unfolding. I'm so glad we're talking about these today. I'm I'm really glad that they chose to draw inspiration from two two of literally the best episodes of Next Generation. I mean, yeah. this has got to be on, on most people's top ten lists, if not top five. I can't believe how many times in the last month I've heard the name Bruce Maddox. Right. <laughs> I didn't think I ever had to think about you ever again, Bruce Maddox. <laughs> a name I definitely knew. I knew who he was, but I never yeah. thought I'd hear from him again. Right, yeah, right. Potentially we are going to. I can't yeah. imagine we are going to, but maybe we will. I think we oh, will. I think we will. I we're going to some sort of Maddox-type droid or something like that. Something's going to happen. But I am very interested in this. Me too. Okay. Commander. I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I can't wait to see what he's come up with. As ever, we begin each podcast with a lyrical recap of the episode under discussion. Jen, would you care to go first with your lyrical recap? Okay, so I had to write a poem about the offspring. How... (laughs) How am I supposed oh, to do that? I, this, this is this is tough because they're so they're quite emotive these episodes. Right, right. There's 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 so much there, so much, uh, so much, ju- so many jumbled emotions that I sort of feel like a little bit like lol, you know, and that I can't process them all, and I had a hard time processing them all in a po- in poem form. Mm. So this poem is a little bit of a free form, and you know, kind of a little bit. Um, Kind of a little bit as, as you know, um, clunky as Lau was when she was processing emotions, I should, I should say. Okay. So <laughs> this is a challenge. Okay. Enough of that. <laughs> Enough pre- preamble. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that all out. Okay. So, but this is, this is my lyrical recap for The Offspring. Okay. A father loving, teaching, sharing, supporting. A child learning, observing processing, discovering, both growing, experiencing together. The child's first words, first steps, first day of school, first contraction. The child's first emotions, fear, confusion. The child's last emotion, love. Lao, the beloved, will feel it for both of them. She is here, in her father's positronic matrix, her memories live on. She is here. That That's was it. really good. That was great. And that really, that did capture sort of Lal's way of speaking, which was yeah. really nice. <laughs> Thank 
Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with this episode. There's so many emotions and so much. And I think oh, I love it so much. Out, it's very hard to find like, yeah, we're going to do a limerick on, on this part. <laughs> it's, it's like, really does the idea that we really have lost someone new and it's sad. And though right. she gets on, she, it's only a memory. It's not as her, you know, oh, crumbs. Right. Oh, man. Just how this is fitting into the new edition. She does look at and the Daj and Soji do oh. look like Lal as well. They've really, they've picked actresses that sort of are reminiscent. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. She's reminiscent of Lal. And, and if, if, um, you know, if, if, if Daj and Soji did come from Data, then there's a part of Lal in, in them too, because Data has Lal's memories in, in his positronic <laughs> matrix. So she lives on. Nice. <laughs> Okay, Ross, let's hear your lyrical recap for Measure of a Man. Okay, well, in contrast to you, I thought that because I had <laughs> like a, a pleasant, you know, it was a happy ending, somber yeah, but happy. So I, I did just go for a limerick. I just went for a classic. Awesome. Kept, kept the classic. Awesome. Can't wait to hear it. Maddox wants it disassembled, denying data rights of men he resembled. Picard appeals to Lavoir, a jag making new law. The right to choose is confirmed fundamental. Nice. Those are so challenging words. <laughs> I, I, I struggled a bit with this, uh, but I did, wow. I did like it. And I was happy That's a good one. Yeah, that was good. Like to that. rhyme Lavoir with new law, well, I thought that's... I was going to say, that was, <laughs> that was some good wordplay. Just snuck in that one there, I think. Just about. Okay. Oh, that's great. Let's do this. Who's keeping score? Go ahead. Uh, what is our round one category? Let's do it. Okay. Well, let's go for. I mean, let's. To, I, I'm going to set the scene. I absolutely love this category. First of all, you named this one. And I absolutely <laughs> love it. Worst Starfleet jerk face. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other word for them. They are both jerk faces. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, Jen, who do you have for the worst Starfleet jerk face? Okay, like Admiral Haptel's a huge (laughs) jerk face. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Okay. So Admiral Haftel wants to strip Lal away from her father and take her to some research institute on some other planet far away from him. And he thinks this is a fine plan. He tells Picard he has a sentimental attitude about androids, which is just the mo- like. I just want to punch him in his stupid jerk face when he says that, you know. Um, instead, of, you know, oh, oh, that's just such a condescending thing to say. Um, <laughs> but he, he's throughout the whole. You know, he pretend. I mean, he says like he says that he understands that data is sentient and that he's. He's won these rights in, for instance, Measure of a Man, <laughs> which, which we'll be talking about, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll be talking about next. Like he's won these rights to be sentient, but he he's but he's also does not understand that this is trying to take a child away from their father. Um, he gets so incredibly mad when he sees that they have Lal working as a cocktail ra- waitress. <laughs> 
I felt bad because the waitresses there. I was like, come on, everyone has to do something. But yeah, but so, but so, you know, I obviously see the, see the benefit of Lau being in that being in that situation. But it's f- so funny to watch because he does not get it. He's like, she could do, you know, whatever he says, sixteen trillion calculations per second, and you have her serving drinks in this bar, <laughs> and he gets so mad. It's it, it's really funny. Um, but the the worst, okay, the worst thing about Admiral Halftel, and why I think he should win this category is. Oh, I'm, I can't. I'm like, I'm getting outrageous thinking about it. This man gives Lal a panic attack. Mm. So he he takes her into this room and he says, "I'm going. To, I'm some strange man you never met. I'm going to take you away from from your dad because he doesn't. He, he's you know he doesn't see that he's saying that to a child to a young child. You know he just says that sees that he's saying that to an android. It's so and, it's such a horrible thing to do. Oh my God. So she literally has a panic attack. The first emotion that law feels is fear because of this jerk face. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's the first emotion she feels. It's not love. It's not happiness. It's not, you know, laughter. It's fear. He, this was so traumatizing to her that it clicked emotions into her positronic matrix. And that's so horrible. And he is the worst. The end. <laughs> he he has some redeeming features. At the end, when Data is trying to preserve Lal, he really lends a hand and tries mm-hmm. to save her as much as he can. And at the end, he looks like he feels just as sad that she's gone as perhaps Data would. Um, yeah, he looks genuinely upset. Whether whether. He feels the loss to science or the loss of a human being. I don't know, but right. he, he looks sad. I tend to think I, I have to, I, I'm a little bit more on the sentimental side here. I think he finally got it. It took him her dying tragically in her father's arms. You know what I mean for it to happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I, but what I think finally did it is when he comes out of that operating room, he's talking about. He's not talking about law. He's talking about data. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how data's hands are moving so fast you couldn't see it, and how data kept trying, and you know one pathway would break, and he'd and he'd fix it and try to keep ahead of it, and how data wouldn't give up. And I think that was one father recognizing another father. Yeah, I think I think that's right the there. He, yeah. and I think, he'd have felt that pain. Yes, and that actor did an excellent job of portraying in that scene. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, oh, like this yeah. is I, I totally get it now. That was me watching a father trying to save his daughter's life. That's what I just witnessed. And you can he he really portrays that that well. So he did have redeeming <laughs> got redeemed at the end. It's just it's really annoying that it takes I don't uh, think that takes away from his jerk yeah. faces <laughs> all the way through the episode up to that point. Because he definitely demonstrates it. Like it shouldn't have taken that big of a demonstration to get him to understand what he was doing, especially if he is. I mean, it seems like he is something of a cybernetics expert mm-hmm. is, you know, apparently his, you know, <laughs> they don't really specify, but it seems that he was, you know, able to be data's assistant in the surgery. Um, so yeah, he had some idea. Of so he had, yeah. So, and he knew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Great a jerk face starfleet jerk <laughs> so for measure of a man worst starfleet jerk face before i get to my obvious answer 
<laughs> I want to forgive Riker for his devastating prosecution. Oh, we know and Data knew that he was not being a jerk face. Yes. Um, I want to quickly mention Lavoie and Picard, who were both a little bit of a jerk face to each other. Perhaps <laughs> Picard more so. In a foreplay kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he was not over the Stargazer court martial right. or the sort of sexual tension that was that was right. between the two of them. All that aside, Bruce Maddox is a massive jerk face. Oh my god, Bruce he Maddox. Is. Oh my god! You know what? Even <laughs> I'll talk about this in a minute. There's one particular. Oh, I'll talk about it now. There's one time <laughs> where he refers to Data's positronic memories. And uh, it just says, I'll just dump the core. And he taps his forehead with his two fingers. And that movement is like, God, I hate you. Like, what a horrible, <laughs> what a stupid thing to do, you idiot. <laughs> you um, are the worst. <laughs> uh, he has a very smug Starfleet-approved plan, which he, he thinks does. is all sewn up. Smug. He's so smug. That's He's the right so word. Smug. He treats Data like an object, referring to him constantly as it, which I found... <sighs> increasingly infuriating it oh, really yeah. with me i got mad listening to your limerick where you said it about it absolutely um i think uh, i think the very and this probably isn't the worst thing he does but i certainly found it terrible he, he is not adhering to starfleet ideals he is so enamored with the idea of technological progress he is not stopping to think what this progress is going to cost Right. And I, I, I just thought that was so small-minded. He's supposed to be a super intelligent guy. How is he not seeing what is so obvious to the rest of us? Um, he, he had a saving grace as well, didn't he? At the end, I thought he seemed pretty much convinced by Picard's closing statement as uh, Judge Admiral, Admiral the <laughs> Judge Advocate General Lavoie. Part of me wonders that if the judge had found in his favour, maybe he'd have cancelled those orders. But I think his desire for knowledge and his inert jerk faceishness would have destroyed <laughs> his moral compass. So I think he would have pushed on. If he'd won that court case, he'd have pushed on. Because he's a what? massive jerk. And I, I don't yeah. think he was in the wood for the trees. Yeah, that's a good question. If he would have won, would he have done it? Because he does. Like at the end, he you know he he calls Data a him instead yes. of an it. He's know? remarkable, right? He, he's he remarkable. Called him a him. I did right. But would you say that while you were you know deleting his brain <laughs> for your exactly. experiment? Oh, what a wonderful, remarkable yeah, brain! You were, yeah, you were remarkable. <laughs> yeah, you were remarkable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't have the reaction that you you would think a scientist who spent his life studying this kind of thing would just want to be Data's best friend, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and like and like do any, everything to study him in a safe way for him because this is kind of your end game or you know your holy grail, isn't it? You know, yes. you're you trying to replicate <laughs> this, so don't destroy right. it. Use it don't as the dest- tool. Right, right. So yeah, I don't know, and then. Yeah, I don't know if he would or not, but I'm glad he didn't win. He didn't win. He didn't but win. then Never he also, yeah, and then he also, um, you know, later on we hear of him, Data, he becomes Data's pen pal, right? And Data writes letters to him. Um, 
and and they met like when you when you listen to him in Data's Day, it sounds as though there's a back and forth. Like it isn't just an out of nowhere Data's writing to him. Yeah. So I, I think they maybe, set up that relationship and Yeah. Yeah. Obviously well, I mean, it's not obvious, is it? They're obviously having a back and forth, but you don't know if this is all he can get, all he's getting is the day-to-day music right. of the Android. He's not getting to look inside his noggin and see what makes him tick. Right. You know, who knows how satisfied he is with this and whether if the opportunity right. came up again, yeah. he would do something else again. And maybe we're going to find that out. Oh it doesn't my look gosh. Like, doesn't look like he gave this yeah. up. See, I've been thinking about that, about whether or not Bruce Maddox is like the big baddie or if he's just mm. going to be someone who's going to help. And I, I I don't think he's the big baddie. I don't think he's the big baddie. Who do you, you think, what? Who do you think is the big baddie? I don't think I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I don't think it's Bruce Maddox. I, I, I think – I don't think Bruce Maddox is the bad guy because no. I, I – just because of the fact that Dodge and Soji look like Data's painting. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't do something that respect, like like show that level of respect to data. Nope. If you were like an evil, mad scientist type, you know, person. Uh, I I have an idea who it might be, but I don't want to say. I'll, I'll leave it. Okay. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let it be a mystery. Oh. Okay. I'll, I'll cut it out. I think it's gonna. I think law is gonna play a part in this. I, I was wondering that too. I, I think okay. his absence is notable. Yes. V4's body is there. Where is Law's? Yes, and they and the fact they don't even mention him when they're talking about. They're like, oh, Data's the only one. Oh yeah, wait, and here's B4, and we oh we didn't mention he's got a twin brother, Law. You know, <laughs> I'll cut and, all this out, but. Okay. But yeah, no, I, that, I think that's a good theory. Because it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. That's my opinion. I think the law has something to do with it. He's more in on this than, than the yeah. we know you. says I. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where's your point going for worst Starfleet jerk face? You know, right off the, right off the bat, we've got a really tough, uh, tough battle here. Oh, geez. Whew. Let me think. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny because, because you did, you did, you know, bringing up that. Well, okay. So if, if Lal didn't die, would she, would he have split them up? And if Bruce Maddox had won, would he have done the, done the procedure? And that to me should be, you know, count it because they both kind of like, oh, this, both of these episodes are resolved by things happening to prevent them from doing their jerk things. So, you know, they didn't, no one decided out of the goodness of their heart that they were going to stop, you know, no. being <laughs> I, I think, I think Bruce would have probably gone ahead with it. And I, I, I do think your Admiral may have gone ahead with it as well, but I think he would have felt you know, worse yeah. about it. I think he'd have felt a lot more guilty than I, Maddox. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, I don't know. I'm really mad that he gave Lal a panic attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm also mad at Bruce Maddox. Oh, man. I'm going to have to cut out a lot of dead air here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you where my point's going. How's that? Yes. Yeah. You Please, please Ross. Tell me where I, your point's going, Ross, because I'm having trouble here. I, I do feel that Maddox is a bigger jerk face. I okay. think that they both act in a very similar manner, but I think at the end of it, 
Maddox is the one least transformed by his experience. And I think he would still wholeheartedly go through with what he's doing, even though he has sort of been proved to be wrong. Whereas I think the Admiral would probably still go through with it, but would not like it. I, I think he would do it because he thinks he should do it rather than it's the right thing to do, if that makes sense. Okay. So I'm giving my point to Maddox. You know, yeah, the the, the most least transformed f- from their experience is a good is a good way to is a good tiebreaker, I think. Yeah. Um, and to me, Admiral Haftel was legitimately, um, shaken. Yes. And and saddened. Um, and I think legitimately realized that he was wrong at the end. I think so. Um, whereas Bruce Maddox is like, yeah, he's remarkable, but yeah, you called him a he, but that's, you know, still doesn't mean he wouldn't rip apart his brain given the chance. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you know what? I think the tiebreaker is, is the end there. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, with Maddox too. Yep. So two points for measure of a man. Okay. I think, I think that's fair. Maddox, you horror. <laughs> okay, where to next? Let's go to we, we have we have several characters that are are important in both these mm-hmm. episodes. Let's start with with our dear captain Picard and do the best Picard moment. Okay, What's your best Picard moment in Measure of a Man. Best Picard moment. This is maybe a bit on the nose. I selected Picard's closing statement because it is yes. solid gold. Righteous, impassioned, direct. Mm-hmm. He addresses the room with this lengthy soliloquy, which brings together all of the arguments which have been discussed across the episode. It's forceful, convincing. It's just a great three minutes of television. It includes a Metatrek reference to seeking out new life. Yeah. It just blows your head off by being so good. And the final line, yeah, Starfleet was founded to seek out new life. Well, there it sits, waiting. You wanted a chance to make a law. Well, here it is. Make a good one. It's just like boom, boom, boom. That's going to be in Picard's top 10 moments across everything. It's so good. So I, I, I had no doubt in my mind that that's where I was going. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of Picard's best speeches in yeah. all of TNG. Um, it's it's very powerful, and 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 Picard does a, a great job the whole trial. Um, but but his his closing argument is, I mean, how how would she vote any other way <laughs> after that? Yeah, he, even even Maddox looked convinced. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, yeah, but- <laughs> now that I've got the points, I can safely say that. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but it, it at least had to give him pause, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but it, it convinced. Uh, say her name again. Lavoie. 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 I love that name. I love. It's her. a great name. It's a great name. She's great. Um, I, one of one of the moments in the in the trial with Picard that I like is um, when he decides to use the Tasha, um, yeah. the Tasha hologram as evidence. Such a nice callback. And, but but he does that Picard thing where he is like very sensitive 
to people's personal mm-hmm. lives. Like he's really good about that, about, you know, yeah. being the boss that said that kind of thing. And he's, you know, and Data is hesitant to talk about it. And, and, and Picard, one, knows exactly why he doesn't want to talk yep. about it. And two, you know, says the best thing he could, like, under the circumstances, I don't think Tasha would mind, you know, because no. he knew that that's why he didn't want to yeah. say anything because Tasha would want to. And, because it was oh, honoring her memory. And that is such yeah. a, oh, what an God. unnecessary thing for someone to do. Just so nice and right. thoughtful. Right. And and the look on Lavoie's face when that happens was like, yes. Oh. Well, that's the moment that she gets convinced yeah. of it. When she's like, oh, he was intimate with this person. There's so much more and to him. Maintain- just, yeah, and he maintains a, a hollow of her. Like, like mm-hmm. he, you know, not only did, were they intimate, but then he, she was also important enough for him to, you know, keep her picture. And that's, about I think, back. yeah. So you can see that, that that was the moment she, I think she yeah. was starting to, the tie was start, starting to turn for her. But, uh, but yeah, he does a wonderful job the entire trial, but I agree that closing statement. Oh, amazing. Great pick. Thank you. <laughs> what did you go for for best Picard moment? Okay. So this is interesting because at the beginning, Picard is kind of a jerk face. Yeah, he is a bit <laughs> of a jerk face. <laughs> At first, at first, he's like, he's like, he's like, Data, why did you not consult me? Why did you do this without telling anyone? And 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 you know, and Data does that great thing that he always does, where he he just says a logical statement, but it's always like a solid burn, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, a, like a like a sarcastic burn. Yeah, he's, he's like, well, I haven't seen any of the other crew consulting you on their procreation. You know, <laughs> burn. <laughs> it's it's so he's so right about that because yeah. Yeah. He has no obligation to tell Picard he's doing this. Right. And, and Picard is treating him different as a yeah. non-human. It is, it's yeah. not right. And it's, and it's funny because, you know, that's Picard's initial reaction. And, you know, and, he, and he's meeting with Dan. And he's like, oh, I wish you would have told me. And he does that, one of his epic face palms. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a two-hander. Right. <laughs> it's a two-hander. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a serious business. Because he's like, he's how do I it. deal with this? How do I deal with this? I did not expect to have to deal with this today. <laughs> I just want to sit and read my book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but then, like, the minute that there's any pushback from Starfleet on this, he turns right around, mm-hmm. sticks up for Data, and he's like, you know what? Data considers this being his daughter, and I'm his captain, and, you know, I, I just have, you know, I'm going to advocate for them as a, as their fan, you know, as family. And, um, so he comes, he comes around really quickly. There's not even like a moment where he comes around. It's the the moment is just when it's it's very quick. Yeah. As soon as anyone suggests it, he's like, yeah, he's like, right. Wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) So he had an initial freak out, I think, but then Mm -hmm. he was fine. But so, but his, now, when he sticks up for Data a lot to Admiral Haftel, yeah. but the moment I'm picking is an Admiral gives Data an order. The Admiral says, I order you to deliver her to Starbase, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> Picard says, belay that order um, with the Admiral right, you know, Admiral right there, you know, which is, he, you know, and Admiral Haftel is like, you are jeopardizing your... <laughs> your career right here, Picard. And uh, he gives a wonderful speech. Also another classic Picard speech. You know, there are times when men of good conscience cannot blindly follow orders. And it's a, uh, what a line. What? Yeah. 
that whole speech. Um, I'll I'll talk about a particular mm-hmm. line of that speech later. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but he you know so he cancels the orders and he and and he said he's like order a man to hand his child over to the state. Not when I'm his captain. <laughs> I just I love that moment because he's it's it's like a little badass Picard moment. Not when I'm his captain. Not on my watch. <laughs> In this in this ship, we respect androids' rights. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, and I'm I'm being I'm being flippant about it, but but it's but it's it's a, actually a really nice moment. And he's willing to go to bat and jeopardize his career to keep the fa- that family together. And you and they get interrupted by Troy. Um, Troy Troy gets on on the line and you know says you know there's something wrong with Lal you know come to the lab, um, but you get the you you know you just get the impression you know that Picard wouldn't have just given in you know he would have been willing to fight that battle all the way you know they talk about if, like Admiral Haftel if you want to come with us to Starf you know we'll go to Starfleet headquarters and we will yeah he's not going to give him up he's not going to let them not, go anywhere right. they stay on the ship and I do yeah. wonder how far he would have gone because I think at some point. I mean, we know Picard will cross a line and will go yeah. against the Federation if he feels there's an injustice. Yep. And I, I think that this, if this had been pushed further, this would have been one of those times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he would have helped Data and Law escape. Mm, I think he would as well. If, I don't, if it came I don't down think to he was going to help Data get away from Maddox, like like physically yeah. like, bundle him in a shuttle. But I think he'd have done that to Law, to Lal and Data. Yeah. Yeah. I think the same mm. thing. Oh, Picard. We're so lucky to have him back. <laughs> I know. I know. We've got more. There's more to come. It's already been made. Oh my gosh. And well, and watching these two episodes, it's really easy to see how this man from The Measure of a Man and The Offspring, how this man, this Captain Picard, turned into the man who resigned because they wouldn't help the Romulans. Yes. Like that trajectory is very, very easy to track. It's absolutely there. Very true to his character very yeah. clear sense of what's right and what's wrong and it's not a comp it's a complicated yeah. matter but you can boil it down to something right. which is obviously right and wrong and you should do the right thing right yeah so good <sighs> Picard <laughs> he's so <Yeah>. good <laughs> this is a challenge because you're gonna th- there's two just cracking Picard moments here because the speech is good. But I do, it's not just, you know, the speech is good because he's standing up for data, but it's very formalized. Whereas this, when he's yeah. with Haftal, is just a case of we're, we're taking this all the way. It's in the moment, the energy of I am defying you and I'm going to continue right. to do the right thing, which I really like. Although I think at the end, I'm going to go for Measure of a Man because that's just that speech is it's just chef's kiss. It is. Oh, this is a. Oh my gosh, this is another really hard one because yeah, that speech is, you know, t- definitely top Picard moments. I mean, not just of these two episodes, but of all the series. It's yes. a great. It's a great speech. It's an important speech, and the reason that Data has any rights to begin with is because of that speech. You know, Lau wouldn't be going anywhere if. Uh... Right, the reason they were arguing about law was uh, because of that um, that decision. But I think I feel. Oh man, I, I'm going to go with offspring for this one because in in the offspring moment, Picard is putting his career on the line 
for people he loves and for just what's right. And there's yeah. nothing more hard for that than that. And I, I just, re- I really thought that was, I mean, he went right to belay that order, yeah. you know, which, which I, I just thought was. I like it. Hold, hold your ground. As well. Hold your ground. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. This is nowhere near over just yeah. because he said something does not mean we're going to do the wrong thing. Right. And yeah. I like I really like that. I really like him sticking up. It, it's like great. That. It's so good. But you know, it's kind of like I mean, he doesn't in Picard too. He you know helped the Romulans or I'll resign. You know, and I he did it. it. He followed through. You I, know, I wish I could have seen that conversation because yeah. like, you know it would have been one of these conversations, and they just done so well. And here we saw the aftermath of him failing, whereas. Here we see him succeed twice, or not succeed, oh, but he's in man. the middle of doing it, especially especially with uh, Haftal. He's in the middle of negotiation, but there we see him fail. And, yeah, I just wish we could have seen it. Yeah, can you imagine what Picard's closing speech would have been for, for, to get Starfleet to, to help the Romulans with the supernova, or to, for him to resign? Like, that must have been pretty been epic. Sh- so much shouting. Yeah. So much righteous <laughs> shouting. <laughs> And a Picard who's had an ex, you know, another how however long it is, twenty years or whatever, thirty years, whatever it is, <laughs> to hone his technique in, <laughs> in rhetoric. Oh man, yeah, that oh. must have been epic. Yeah, and it must have been too, based on the. I mean, they they fire, they they you know they let him go and they fire his first officer too. I mean, is that why they definitely fired Mutica? Oh. Because I was going to say, we, we, there's more to that story. That yeah, we, you know, I think there's a bit no, more to it. Like, I thought, is that, is yeah, that it? Like something else, ha- yeah. something else had to have happened. Yeah, because she went. they but, took uh, away my security clearance. I was like, really? Right, right <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's upsetting, but. Like, yeah. I, I felt bad for her. Like, that's when I really felt bad. When she said they took away her security clearance. That's a big deal. Like, I understand. I have a security clearance. I understand how that would feel. Like, okay. you're, just done. you're just done. Maybe, maybe I'm not and, feeling it because I don't have a security clearance. <laughs> I'm allowed. No, no, no. I just, people are allowed. You don't. I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I I'm just meant joking, that, like, I, I just meant that, like, I can relate to that, like, to that, why that was a big deal. And I, I like, but you don't just, like, you don't take away someone's security clearance because they. Like because their captain did something stupid. No, <laughs> you know? mu- there must be something else too. Yeah, or maybe yeah. they did. Starfleet kind of sucks in this uh, in twenty three ninety nine. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, they are a horrible bunch. If, if if Commodore O is in there somewhere, you, you know that she's yeah. probably a Vulcan, uh, a, a Romulan. Oh yeah, she's she's then why she would want to scupper the Romulan Exodus? I have no idea. Anyway. Well, yeah, there's some, there's yeah. all to find out, you know, can't wait. <laughs> okay, okay. So after two rounds, measure of a man has three and the offspring mm-hmm. has one. Okay. Where are we going next? Well, let's keep it going with the, this is high emotion. Let's keep the emotion going. Totes emotion moment. <laughs> what is the totes emotion moment, Jen? <laughs> I love the way you phrase that category. You you phrase that. I fr- I phrase the jerk face category. You phrase the most moment category. <laughs> I like those two. Um, so I mean, God, there's so much emotion going on in this 
episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll talk about a couple of my my runner ups first because we all know what the uh, mm. oh, we yeah. all know what it's going to be. <laughs> but uh, but I, I thought it, I, I thought it was really poignant when um, when it's Data and Lal and they're in his quarters and their quarters, I guess and. And she's, she says, I learned today, Father, that uh, holding hands is a symbolic gesture of affection. Oh. And she reaches for his hand and he helps her do it right. You know, and they're holding two androids holding hands. It's so sweet. Oh, no. It's like, oh my gosh, I, just, I love that moment. Them just sitting in their quarter, quarters, just holding hands. It's such a sweet moment. It's such a great um, moment. Yes. And then, and a funny moment for emotion. I'm going all over the emotional spectrum here for my runners up. <laughs> so, so the, the, the one that gets me is as funny and emotional though, is when it's after her first day of school, which did not go well. Oh. And they're in the turbo lift and uh, she asks him about laughter. Um, and he explains to her what laughter is. And, and she's like, huh, I didn't understand what what I didn't know what laughter was, and yet I somehow mastered it. Children yeah, <laughs> were laughing at me. I have mastered it. Yeah, <laughs> She's so proud of it. And then Zeta has to tell her that they were laughing at her, not with her. <laughs> it's, oh. just, it's so sad and it sweet, sad. And it's a, <laughs> but it's a lovely moment. Um, for 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 like it's a funny moment for her, but also like a poignant dad moment to have to you know tell your daughter. <laughs> you know, turns out actually, well. yeah, yeah, you didn't master anything, dear. <laughs> I love that scene. Um, the other before I get to my moment, uh, there's one more I want to talk about it. When she gets out of the meeting with Haftel and Picard, and she starts to feel, and she what mm. she starts to feel is fear. And she goes to Troy and that scene in Troy's quarters gets me every time. She's like, she's literally beating on her heart, like where her heart would be. Yeah. God, that is, that's really strong, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it just kills me. You know, she doesn't know what to do. She's feeling all these feelings for the first time. And the first thing she's feeling is such a horrible emotion. Mm-hmm. And she's so scared and she does no idea what to do. And she goes to Troy, which I'm, is uh, who's obviously the perfect person to go to for that, you know? Um, and and, and then feelings, I really like. I was like, yes. oh, we're gonna get that she's definitely feeling emotion because yes. Troy's gonna tell us, right? Yes, and I was like, yes, this is perfect. <laughs> exactly. So that one just tears my heart out every time. But yeah. And that, so those are some fun emotion moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. But the oh my gosh, the most emotional moment of all is, of course, the the Lal's deathbed good goodbye to her father um you know it's like they oh gosh data does everything he can you know we talked about this earlier data does literally everything he can to try to stop the cascade error um it didn't work and you know they both they both know that you know she only has a couple minutes left and what she chooses to do with her last moments is to tell her father you know that she loves him and and to thank him for giving her life oh, oh my god i'm sorry i'm trying, uh, <laughs> trying to keep together but even just even just describing that scene is enough to bring me to tears I'm what so a perfect 
Yeah, told you about so much. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's just a it's a perfectly acted, perfectly uh perfect perfect dialogue. I mean, even I mean they're androids. This is this is a story about robots. I know. <laughs> and it's done so well. You really <laughs> care about this. My God, and and one of them can't feel anything, like so, you know, quote unquote, can't feel anything. So, quote unquote, this shouldn't be affecting data. Of course, it does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and he and he says, he, "There's that great line." He says, "You know, when when data says, I, I, I you know, she says, I love you, father,' and he says, I, I wish I could feel it with you.' And that is and the, that is heart wrenching. That bit you know, that is really sad. Just says, "I will feel it for both of us." <laughs> Which is like the perfect thing to say there. Yeah. (laughs) Lob. I am unable to correct the system failure. I know. We must say goodbye now. I feel. What do you feel, Lob? I love you, Father. I will feel it for both of us. Thank you for my life. Oh my gosh. So that's definitely it. And then that, okay, so that scene and the one in Troy's quarters when she feels the fear um, then become even more poignant at the very end when Data talks about how he downloaded all of her memories into his positronic matrix. So now theoretically data has the memories of what fear feels like, what it feels like, you know, what she felt like when she loved her father and Oh man, that's it. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) I'm all, I'm totes emotion now. (laughs) Oh, right. Well, I'm going to struggle to follow this because (laughs) there there are the, in Measure of a Man, there's lots of passion in the episode, but I was yes. looking for a few more somber, sort of somber moments. And um, there's a couple which I picked out. One is where Data accepts that he can't avoid being dismantled by Maddox when he realizes that there's no options left. And it's a brief yeah. moment, but he looks genuinely sad when he believes his options have been fully removed. Right. And, uh, I think the weight of what you know would be his fear and his resignation to this is really apparent, and it's played really well for a being that has no emotions to look like he's emotionlessly experiencing these difficult scenarios. Okay. It, it was really well done. Um, I like the scene at Data's leaving party where he and Geordi share a sort of gloomy farewell. Oh, yeah! Absolutely fiddling with a three D chess set and. Data comes over to make sure he's okay, which of course he isn't because it's such an injustice as being an injustice. Being sort of, yeah. Before, and I ultimately picked a much smaller moment, and it's the scene where Riker is going through the Enterprise computer looking for information about Data, and he finds out about Data's off switch, and then he gets this big grin. Oh, yeah. And then he realizes what that means. 
and his face just drops and it's a really excellent non-verbal totes emotes because it just quietly big smile face drop and you just see the thought process though he doesn't have to say or do anything else really really nicely done very quick moment but very uh very outstanding yeah so that's what i picked for my totes emotion i'm glad you picked that moment because that yeah like he realizes he's like oh i have to use this yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and yeah i'm glad you picked it because Riker, Riker's really interesting in this episode because you gotta you feel for the guy yeah absolutely. Um, yeah but you, you believe her when she says that that she's gonna you know if you're not trying i'm gonna just rule in favor of maddox and you believe her you know yeah, he <laughs> we, we know her record <laughs> she'll do it <laughs> oh my god yeah but kind of lets you know that she's not gonna just fall yeah. for nonsense yeah, and and oh man, that scene at the end with Riker and Data is so poignant. And yeah. and he's like, he's like, I can't go to your party. I'm an I'm the asshole that was uh, prosecuting the case, yeah. you know. And and Data again, Data with his wisdom, you know. And and he and he says, oh, what does he say? Oh, I should have looked it up again. Um, because he because he's like he's like he goes through the logic of well you know if you didn't she would have uh, ruled in favor of Maddox and and he says he thanks him but I forget what he says what does he say yeah it, it assisted me and injured you I will not forget that yeah thank you yeah sir there is a celebration on the holodeck I have no right to be there because you failed in your task oh God no I came that close to winning data yes sir. I almost cost you your life. Is it not true that had you refused to prosecute, Captain Lavoie would have ruled summarily against me? Yes. That action injured you and saved me. I will not forget it. What a wonderful thing to say. What a what a thoughtful and supportive thing to say. Yeah, I will yeah. not forget it. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> and you can tell it made Riker feel better too. Yeah. He's like, all right, we're we're, we're cool. <laughs> we're cool now. We are, that's it. It's, that's a great bit. Yeah. But for points, I mean, I don't know how I could not give it to Lal's death scene, yeah. which is really emotional. And I even, if you'd picked the running up heart beating moment where she's in choice quarters, they, they're great. They're totally yeah. Yeah, yeah. I th- there are a few things that make me cry in Star Trek as much as Lal's mm. death scene. <laughs> so that's definitely, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely where my point's going to. So we are all tied up, man. Measure Man has three, and Offspring has three. Mm. Okay, I think it's your choice, Jennifer right. Category. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's move on to best line. Oh, okay. Best line. Right. Best line. How about this for the weirdest line <laughs> by Philippa Lavoie? <laughs> it brings a sense of order and stability to my universe to know that you're still a pompous ass and a damn sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> what is weird about that line? I love it. So bizarre. What the hell is going on? You know, I never thought I would say this. But it's good to see you again. It brings a sense of order and stability to my universe to know that you're still a pompous ass. And a damn sexy man. 
<laughs> just a look at her face when she says it. What's going on between her and Picard? Are they have they been together? I couldn't tell. I couldn't oh, absolutely! Tell. Are you kidding me? I I didn't know whether I thought sparks had flown, but whether they'd been oh. actually acted upon because the oh whole no, they they are acting like ex lovers for sure. Definitely. Uh, All right then, I believe. Oh, for- for sure. Well, even even Picard, like you call that a weird line, but he, but even Picard, when when he sees her, he's like, he's like, you know what I would do if if there wasn't anyone else here. Yes, he and, does say that. Okay, yeah, and, and, he and does she's say like, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she's like, because she's like, she's like, oh, you you'd hit me, whatever he says, you'd hit me or throw a chair at me or whatever she says, <laughs> and he's like, after that, you know. What else? Name name one other thing he could have meant besides All right, something. Fine. Like that. I I I can see. I, I misread I that. Yeah. I can't still, think of anything else he could have meant. The way she says it, the look on her face when she says in a damn sexy man, I watched it like six times. It was oh, so he funny. is sexy. Uh, oh he is, definitely. That's definitely true. Um, no, I, I actually I really enjoy the dynamic between their the, the two those two. I think they're I, funny. I think she definitely could have come back. We should have seen the Philip yes. Love Warrior. Oh, I would have loved her to come back. She was really she like was a, a good character, and I think yeah. actually that the legal aspect. I mean, Star Trek does do court cases. Right. Wouldn't it be nice to have a judge or like a legal advocate? <laughs> you go into quite a lot. Anyway, she she was good. I liked her. Right? Yeah, it would have been pretty easy to bring her back. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because I, I really like the dynamic, and I want—I mean, maybe I, I gotta look this up. I gotta ask one of my Star Trek book experts if mm-hmm. there was ever a because I would so love to read about them yeah. before before and during the Stargazer trial. Um, what ha- actually happened? In That's got to be a novel, surely. What happened Not to the Stargazer? I gotta, uh, I gotta find out what it is because yeah, that's, that's a good good shout there. Yeah, because it seems like I mean I, they it seems like they're pretty hot and heavy and then you know obviously her you know prosecuting this case is just too much for them to overcome yeah. but uh i want to know the details <laughs> yeah okay all the dates they yeah. won't leave much damage. all right fair enough uh, i <laughs> like, that, like that what exactly just... did she do, you know did she do to like make him you know because on the one hand you say like oh well she was doing her duty and you know we see we see this before like with with kirk even in um Oh well, where his ex girlfriend? I assume that's what they were referencing when his mm-hmm. girlfriend comes back. Um, uh, what episode is that? His his jag girlfriend. Oh um, yes. Um, uh, what I should have looked that up before I came here. I only watched it not that long ago. Port Marshall, oh. or was it? Oh, here we go. Yeah, it was Port Marshall. It was it, Ariel Shaw. Is her name? It's the it's the it's the jag from from Court Marshall. Okay. It just you know they both so they both series, had you know series one or series two. Uh, that is. It's got to be series one. Oh, see, here we go. It, it's season one. It's season yeah. one. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that because yes, Court Martial is a good episode. <laughs> series one, TOS yeah. is a good series. Yeah. So so they both have ex jet, you know, ex girlfriends. That's a nice. That's a nice <laughs> little twist, actually. That's a nice little touch. But, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, we could have done that too. <laughs> yeah. We've never revisited an episode, actually, have we? We've never gone back to look at another episode from a different set of categories. Oh yeah, there's a bunch Maybe we, we could do. We yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I digress because that that was just that was just a weird line. <laughs> the, the, but I the love it. I love them. It, they were. I don't great. think it's weird. I just want on on record. I don't think it's weird. <laughs> it was a bit weird. Anyway. <laughs> 
the line the line I selected was uh, part of Riker's um, sort of statements, uh, not prosecuting, but uh, arguing that data was not uh, not supposed to have any rights. Um, and his line is. The commander is a physical representation of a dream, an idea conceived of by the mind of man, its purpose to serve human needs and interests, its a collection of neural nets and heuristic algorithms, its responses dictated by an elaborate software program written by a man, its hardware built by a man, and now a man will shut it off. And he just like puts his thumb in the data's back and data slumps forward. Pinocchio is broken. Its strings have been cut. Oh, that's a line. I mean, <laughs> that is powerful stuff. And he thought of that in order to to really get his friend sent off to some sort of camp where he's going to be dis- dismantled. It's crazy good, but also really harsh. Right. Yeah, he could have done a little worse. He could you know? have done a bit worse, but he was... <laughs> he didn't have to, you could have bought your B game instead of your A game. <laughs> yeah. Even Picard's like, oh, he was very good. He nearly had me convinced. Because right. he's not only really taking his arm right. off, but he's like waving it around. Right. Um, <laughs> and then oh, switches him off. It was it was really well delivered. Great line. I mean, so that was why I went for best line. Yeah. And, I mean, you shut him off. What, what, a, what a mic drop that is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He, slump, he just slumps down. <laughs> Mike dropped the end. Case closed. <laughs> yeah, that was a really great. I really like that. Oh man, that's funny. That was a good one. Okay. What did you have, Jen, for best line in The Offspring? Okay, so for best line, I talked. I talked enough about Law's Law's death scene. So mm. even though my favorite line's probably in there, um, yeah. You know, I, I spoke enough about that. Um, so the line I wanted to focus on instead is actually part of Picard's speech to Admiral Haftel, you know, um, which we spoke a little bit about earlier too. Um, but he said he, he has this, the line that just is so relevant to human rights <laughs> in any form, you know, not just the, the Android specific Android rights here, but he's, he's he says, uh, he says, you, you acknowledge their sentience, but you ignore their personal liberty. Mm, that's nice. And that is so, such an accurate description of anyone with any kind of bigotry, you know, soft bigotry. Because if you ask Admiral Haftel, yeah. I bet you anything he'd say, oh, I'm for, I believe in android rights, you know? Um, you yeah. know, it just people who don't think they're racist or don't think they're sexist or, you know what I mean? Or don't think they're homophobic, you know, but then they don't understand what the things they're doing or saying are problematic. It's like, it's right. a, real, a real, what's the word where you can think two things simultaneously cognitive dissonance. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is because, you know, you acknowledge their sentience, but you ignore their personal liberty. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he's doing here. Like you say that you say that you believe androids have rights, but here you are trying to take some of his rights away, trying to give him, say that he has less, you say that he's equal to you, but you're also saying that he should have less rights than you do. Because mm. No one's going to try to take your kid away. No. You know? And I just thought that that was a very relevant argument to yeah. uh you know fighting against any kind of bigotry and i really yeah. like that line 
I, I like I like it when you can use sort of not do I like it? It's powerful if you <laughs> use hypocrisy to demonstrate right. why somebody is wrong. And like, you know, if right. this if this was you, you wouldn't stand for it. So you must be able to understand why he is not going to stand for it. Yeah. Points wise. Do like them both. This is really tough, actually, because I feel like you're choosing between. They're, they're very. There's so much similarity between these episodes, and we're choosing between the same characters, really, aren't we? <laughs> it's there's so much similarity. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Riker's line because it is. You know, I picked a lot of lines, but the Pinocchio's broken, strings have been cut, combined with Data slumping forward. That's a that's a great one. Is that the first time we know he's got an off switch there as well? I don't think so. Well, because he talks, he maybe he Beverly talks about how only Be- only, yeah, only Beverly knows that he has yeah. an off switch at one point. Yes. I don't remember how early that was. No, nor me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because this is a season two episode. It's pretty yes. early. <laughs> so I'll give my point to uh, Measure of a Man. Where are you going to go? I'm giving my point to Riker too. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. He he's like channeling Picard, and and it's like he studied under under Picard yeah. and giving these epic speeches. And now he's doing the opposite. He's like <laughs> right. using his powers for evil. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it really is, you know. Even though we dis, you know, we disagree. Um, it, it's kind of it's kind of a useful, it's kind of a useful example of how you can kind of argue anything. Mm-hmm. And he is doing the right thing as well. We know he's doing the right thing. He's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, we can't blame Riker here. No, not at all. But um, but yeah, it's a really it's a really good like if you have to if it's hard it's hard to think of the opposite argument for what you think. I used to hate having to do that, you know, in debate Mm -hmm. (laughs) in debate club. Um, yeah, and he does a great job. He does too good of a job, though. He, <laughs> he could have just, like I said, he could have just brought his B game, not his A game. <laughs> it was definitely A game. But if Lavoie had picked up on it, she'd have summarily ruled against it. Would them. have, yes, that's true. But yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm giving my point to Riker. Okay. All right. So, Measure of a Man has five, and the Offspring has three. Going okay. into the final category. What's our final category? Final category, an important one for both episodes, best data moment. Jen, what is your best data moment? Okay. I mean, this is da- this is data. This is data's episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm not narrowing it down to a moment, like a scene or a line. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm narrowing it down to one aspect of Data's character, which is how freaking great of a parent he is. Mm. There's just so many examples of this here. Um, he, you know, very beginning, you know, he he allows Lau to choose her her sex and her appearance. Well, that um, is so progressive. That yes. that is such a forward thinking thing right. for them to have done. Because perhaps in the future we'll all be able to do this, right? But and, um, and, amazing, right? And and that I mean that's a great, that's that's a good way to parent. You know, he 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 does. He gives her all the support she needs. He mm-hmm. also gives her room to grow. He, um, you know, it, t- it takes a village. You know, he gets yeah he, yeah. He, he um, and he does. Even though he's this android with all this knowledge, he he gets advice from Bev. 
um, and, and takes it to heart what she says, you know, he, he, um, you know, he, he uh, asked Troy for help. He, even Wesley, <laughs> it's yeah. Wesley, it's Wesley's suggestion that Lau go to school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and w- which I thought was lovely. Um, and then, and then there's that, gr- the, you know, the great moment where Lau's just bombarding him with questions, you know, like why, why do we have hands? Why is the sky black? Why do we bubble, you know, <laughs> doing that classic <laughs> kid thing of just why, 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 why? And he just shuts her off because you know, he can't. <laughs> That was funny. That was then, funny. But then he does say he's like, "Oh, she does need to go to school." Like because he said because right after that he says he's like, "Your first day of school will be tomorrow." Because <laughs> you know? he realizes that he he realize he's a great parent. And he also realizes he doesn't have all the answers. Nah. And he said, you know, he talks to Picard about how you know, like I, he read every book. <laughs> I mean, it would have been nice if he dropped uh, a Doctor Spock reference. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> But uh, but yes, but he's, he's like I read every book, and the, and you know some books say this, some books say that, and uh, you know and that's what he does with his friends too. He tries to get all you know he 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 makes his own decisions, but he also realizes he this is an area where he does not have all the answers, um, and I think he does a wonderful job. I mean, even just, even just like even him like like letting her work at ten forward. I love is, it. It's love such that. a great bit. Yeah, what a great idea. He knows that Guinan is someone who could help Lal. He knows that it's good for her to have more experience with with other crew members and not just, you know, he doesn't just like lock her away and, mm-hmm. you know, and try to teach her stuff. He knows she needs as much exposure to things. And even like like when she uh, kisses Riker. Oh, my God. That is and he's just like, what are your intentions with my daughter? Like, yeah. And he just runs off. Your daughter. It just breaks it. <laughs> And that's just the end of it, <laughs> which I thought was 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 like a but that was like a funny thing to say. He wasn't like a jerk about it, to, you know what no. I mean? You know. Um, so I I mean, oh, he names her Lal, which we find out means beloved. Yeah, that's nice. And now we know he spent the last, you know, he spent time after that painting her, you know. Yeah. Oh. Oh, data. But anyway, so Data throughout the entire episode is just a very, very excellent parent, which is very interesting trait to give a character who is not a human, you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> like it. And he does such a great job with his first. And he, and he does, he does a, you know, his arguments against her being taken away are not selfish at all. Like, it's never like, I want you know, to be with law. It's, it's, it's like, it's not good for her development. You need me, you need my brain to examine her brain. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. always about her, what's best for her, not what's best for him. It's not a self. This, this isn't a time where he doesn't want to let her go. It's not about that. It's about, it's not what's best for her. And, and he has a real, go ahead. It's, it's a real wound when, you know, it's not just the case that we need to take your daughter away. It's that you can't come. You know, right? Because right. you would have obviously just gone with them, right? But they yes. didn't want that, and that was a, that was even worse. Because potentially, yeah. if that hadn't been a problem, he would have he would have let it happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You can tell he was kidding. He was like, "Oh, well, if we move to this research facility, okay, like, yeah, but that that wasn't the option." <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he has that line like, um, 
oh, he's so he's questioning my me as a parent, you know, <laughs> and we'll have mm. to question me as a parent. And he says, he said, you know, he finds out and we'll have to tell is a parent also. And he says, I wonder uh, if when Admiral Haftel's, you know, first child was born, how much experience he had as a parent, you know? Yeah. Good. <laughs> and that's good. the right thing to say. That's the right, that's right. what people need to think about when they're doing this right. kind of stuff for people. Exactly. So, yeah. So my Dana moment is just him being a kick-ass dad. Yeah, that's, that's good. That is good because he does it the entire episode and he is oh, good at it. So good. Best data moment for me. It's tough because Measure a Man is all about data, but actually it's about him as a as the subject rather than the actor through it. He doesn't do as much. Yeah. It's almost more um, of a Picard episode than a data. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um he has a lovely line when he's talking to Maddox in his quarters. Maddox just wanders in rudely and starts picking through his stuff. Um and he, they're talking about memory and about saving memory. And he mentions the ineffable quality of memory. And I really like that. It really makes you think about your own memories yeah. and why they are special. It's not just enough to remember that you ate a nice place of a nice plate of food. It's why was it nice? What does it make you think of? Who are you with? There's so much more to it than just that. It's so accurate to think about how reality is. Um, but I thought the moment that showed Data as being a genuinely superior being was at the very <laughs> end when Data formally refuses the procedure but encourages Maddox to continue his work, indicates that he would be willing to assist in the future if the time comes. And I just thought, Matt, it's such a – how big of him to do that? Yeah. Because he could have just walked out and that been the end of it. But we know from later episodes that it's not the end of it and that they're in contact. But – just to like go through all this and at the end to be like, I know what's important here. And I see that, you know, the justice has been done and you look like you understand what's going on and let, let's try and make the, make this work in the future. So I picked that moment just at the very end when he sort of showed how, how much better he is at being a person than lots of other people are. Oh, that's a really great moment. That's a good point. Cause yeah, he, he's the bigger person there, you know, <laughs> Like, you know, he's, I don't want to be disassembled, uh, you know, uh, but I also think that you're a good scientist and, and your research is valuable. Please keep yep. going. Like, oh, Data, you're so generous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that a is lot, not what I would have said. People. No, exactly. <laughs> Bruce Maddox, <laughs> if I ever saw him. Nope. But, uh, but yeah, and, and I mean, that's got to hopefully affect him too, you know, to like, like oh, well, you know, and he does. Apparently, it did because he took him. He obviously took him up on the offer, and they're you know corresponding. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, that's a great that's a great pick. Data's just Data's so awesome, man. He's so good. Oh. I'm so glad we're seeing him again in dream form. Only is that the only time we're going to see him? You no, know, he lives on. It's Soji. <laughs> Maybe does. Um, points wise. I picked a nice moment, but you picked just the the best part of the episode, which is Data <laughs> being a dad and just being wonderful at it and enjoying the bits that are enjoyable and having trouble with the bits that are difficult. How, how could you not pick that? How yeah. could how can I not give that one point? It's so <laughs> it's so big, but it's so clever. So yeah, my point's going to the offspring here. 
Yeah, I, I did go a little bit broad there, but I had to because that that was it's just so it's it was unexpected, you know, just yeah. just like when when Jordy and Troy and and Wesley head to the lab and they discover yeah. that that he created Lau, they're just like, what, you know, whiskey tango foxtrot, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you know, just it was just it was unexpected, and it was also unexpected that he turned out to be so freaking good at parenting. Mm. And, yeah, and that's one of the best things about that episode to me. So yeah, the offspring, and we have a trouble. We have trouble because we have a tie. <gasps> a tie. <laughs> what are we doing for the tie? We have, uh, there's another, we could go down one of the unused categories. Oh, yeah, we could go, go see down, if there's a, the best a bonus Best dining moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, best guy. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's do our tiebreaker. Best guinan moment. Because I was kind of sad that, that that one didn't make the cut anyway, because I love guinan. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, best guinan moment. So. Okay. Let me think in, here. Uh, in Measure of a Man, she's only in it very briefly. Um, and she is there helping Picard when he's commiserating uh, following Riker's sort of devastating opening statement, which he found to be really powerful. And Guinan just, it's its almost archetypal Guinan. Yes. She knows so much about what's going on. She understands what his position, she knows what the right thing to do is. And she just gently leads him on to a... a, a a, a way of looking at this which he hadn't considered before which was if you do make more data if you do create a new group of people you have responsibility for those people and it's not just enough to say they don't have any rights we're just going to carry on uh producing them and let them do what they want we're going to have to deal with them and, and think about how we're dealing with them and that that decision has to be made now how would we cope with a whole group of these people what would we do and considering it as a race and considering racism and slavery, it was really powerful. It was really clever. Guinan was just perfectly Guinan all the way through. Uh, Such yes. a great bit. Great pick. And Guinan is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. The powerful pick. Uh, Guinan's in the offspring, and she she more has some funny moments uh, than, than than something powerful like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, well, you know, there's there's the part. Well, she, you know, she she gives she's she's really nice about it. You know, she gives Law a job. She's like, sure, you know, she can you know work here and and learn things, and uh, you know, and, and, and Law's like, Data said that I uh, I could learn a lot from you because you're so old or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's and, good, she, I like that. and she graciously, graciously just ignores that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, good. And then there's the you know the funny line with um, the funny scene with her and Law observing the uh, the two people flirting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's biting that female. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And God is just like, okay, you know, she t- tells her about what's going on. And then you know, she's like, your dad's gonna have to tell you the rest. Um, my, <laughs> my favorite Guinan moment though is when Admiral Haftel. I really love the scene with Admiral Haftel and Ten Ford because he's so so mad. We talked about this earlier. He's yeah. so mad that they have this this powerful android serving drinks. And, uh, and and he gets, he's he's like get her out of here and and you know and and, and Guinan, but Guinan says her line is now Admiral I'm, I'm sure you've been in a bar or two in your day you know and I just I thought that was really funny the way she handled him in that scene you know with with, with like you where you could tell she was kind of uh, 
you know, cause she's, she's like, most people behave themselves in here, you know, and, and if not, I kick them out and, and I know you have some experience and, you know, in bars and, <laughs> and it's just funny because she tries to like, you know, tries to get him to, to you know, like loosen up, you know, she, you know, he's obviously not going to loosen up, but she's, you know, it's, it's, a, good it's, a funny it, it's, like, it's, it's funny. It, that is good. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Word. He doesn't confess but, to it though, does he? He doesn't say, oh, oh no. you're right. Yeah. Oh no, because he's so right. He stamps his foot and he's like, "Have yeah. that android, you know, report to me immediately for an interview or whatever." He says. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So, but here, my tie break. That's my tie breaking point is for sure going to measure of a man because I think that guidance scene that you just picked is kind of the whole point of Star Trek Picard. <laughs> you know, yeah. you kind of just watch just that scene and know what Star Trek Picard is about. <laughs> it, it fitted into the the, the tone so of the perfect. episode and it followed yeah. the story of the episode, but it now is the tone of the first season of Picard, potentially. Yeah. So there's, there's a huge, far-reaching implications for this. And obviously, as a society, Starfleet and the Federation did not learn that lesson very well because the way they treat those, inverted commas, plastic people was horrible. Right. That is a yeah. way that nobody would want to be treated. Data wasn't like data wasn't just stood in his room, you know, not doing anything. He right. could experience art and explore and make and do and interact. Whereas they just kept everyone in a room exactly by themselves. That's that's awful. Like, you know, yeah. you, you can't, you shouldn't do that to people. It's terrible. And, you know, if in humanity, that's what stifles you. If you do that to a person, that will cause them problems. And maybe the reason the data has expanded so much is because he never had to do that. He's always been given the opportunity to do things and try things and be a new person. So a long-winded way of saying I'm going to give my point to measure a man as well. (laughs) All right. So tiebreaker goes to measure of a man. I would have been happy whoever won, (laughs) whichever episode won. (laughs) This has been a really, really solid comparison. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah. it's, it's, It's so great that these two, I mean, these are two of the best episodes yeah. but it's, it's so great that it's so relevant now to the new show yeah it, awesome. it's really powerful it's really good and it's so current yeah uh, i i can't I, I love it i can't wait to see episode four this week oh i'm so excited mm-hmm. I, I can't wait because we're actually going we're boldly going now the La Serena, you know <laughs> um shot off into space and i can't wait to see what happens I, I am interested in what's going on. Very interested. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for one hell of a game. We should say we should surround off. So who who won? So that I won. I won. I didn't say that. Let's cut that out. That's horrible. <laughs> so that. I didn't win. Measure a man won. Measure a man won. Measure a man won with a, a tie break. Tie break. Tie break. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and I think I could have seen this go the other way. I think if it had gone the other way, that would have been okay. Yeah, I'd been happy either way. They're both amazing episodes. I, I think overall, um, well, I think like rewatchability, I like off. I would pick Offspring uh, over Measure of a Man, um, I, just because it gets broken up a little bit with some humor, you know. But yeah. uh, they're both they're both top top TNG episodes. I, I watched Measure Around a couple of times this week, and then I watched it again because my wife was going to watch Picard. And oh, I said, yay! You should, you should watch. You should watch Measure of a Man. It's really yes. important. 
So we watched it again a third time. I was like, I was still into it the third time I was watching it. That, <laughs> and over that couple of day period, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, what are we going to do next time? What's our plan? Good. Now that we've finished with the old business, on to the new. Time to hand out next month's story assignments. Ritterhouse, we're waiting! Okay, friends and neighbors, let's see what Uncle Roy has for you today. And on the next episode of Snap Trek, we will be unwittingly activating previously unknown security measures <laughs> as we compare Deep Space Nine's civil defense with Voyager's worst case scenario. Mm. That's uh, that's going to be a, a complex one, I think, a complex yeah. one. But yeah. uh, I just love a, love a bit of Ducat. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Ducat and Seska getting a bit of a, oh a showcase here. Two, great, be yeah. two great villains, two great, yeah, two great episodes. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Let's do good. it. Yeah. All right. I, th- I think that's us. Uh, keep sending us your Snapchat poetry and your uh, episode recaps in lyrical format. We love to hear them. Otherwise, yeah. it's goodbye from me. Yeah, and, and feel free to give us any other feedback too, good or bad. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not too sensitive. No, we'll take it. <laughs> right. Um, but thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. And that's a Royal Fizzbin. You're worried about what's going to happen to him. I've had to send people on far more dangerous missions. And this should work out fine. Maddox could get lucky and create a whole army of datas, all very valuable. Oh, yes, no doubt. He's proved his value to you. In ways that I cannot even begin to calculate. And now he's about to be ruled the property of Starfleet. That should increase his value. In what way? Well, consider that in the history of many worlds, there have always been disposable creatures. They do the dirty work. They do the work that no one else wants to do because it's too difficult or too hazardous. And an army of data is all disposable. You don't have to think about their welfare. You don't think about how they feel. Whole generations of disposable people. talking about slavery. I think that's a little harsh. I don't think that's a little harsh. I think that's the truth. But that's a truth that we have obscured behind a comfortable, easy euphemism. Property. But that's not the issue at all, is it? <laughs>